And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Sometimes I get on a conference call with quite a few pastors. And we are of the opinion that the church has lived from miracle to miracle. Well, that's what I think from what I'm hearing. That's what you hear my heart. Amen. I sit and listen to a lot of ministers. I'm not in the dark. Amen. By myself, I, I typically branch out to, to hear what other people, what's happening in the kingdom of God, apart from Tallahassee, apart from imitators of God. Amen. Do you know the kingdom of God is beyond this building? Amen. <laughs> and so this is what I begin, I'm beginning to realize as the Lord was speaking to me. The church for years has lived from miracle to miracle, from miracle to miracle, and not in the full blessing of God. You see, the Israelites, every day in the wilderness, they live from miracle to miracle. Every day, manna, it was a miracle. When you live in the full blessings of God, you don't need a miracle. Living a life from miracle to miracle is a defeated Christian life. I know that's new to you, but I'm going to show you. The Bible says, when Israel stepped into the promised land, the manna ceased. No more miracle. Miracles are not for Christians. We live in blessings. I know it's new to some of you, but that's all right. That's all right. You will catch me. What I, you'll catch what I'm saying. Every day, God had to rain miracle down from heaven. Are you with me? Every day, God had to rain manna down from heaven. Every day, God had to provide water, a miracle. And they were dependent on miracles. As soon as they entered in Gilgal, Joshua chapter 5, the Bible says, the manna ceased. The miracle stopped because they were now in the land flowing with milk. No, no, you, you'll get it, you'll get it, you'll get it. The amen is hard and fine between because some of us just like miracles, miracles, signs and wonders. The Bible says that's for baby Christians. I know that's okay. That's all right. Let me dance, my, dance myself happy. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 5 verse 12. Let me show you quickly what I mean. Joshua chapter 5 verse 12. It is better to live in the blessing. And I'm going to show you from the Old Testament. From Deuteronomy chapter 20. I was in there and the Lord just, just flashed across my mind. Amen. Let me say that again. Living from miracles to miracle is, a, is living a defeated Christian life. I would prefer walking divine health than looking to be healed from a sickness day by day. Let me say that again. I prefer walking divine health than to be looking for somebody to lay hands on me. Okay, right then. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 5 verse 12. I'm coming against a whole lot of religion. I know that Joshua chapter 5 verse 12. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had entered, eaten of the all the corn of the, the promised land. What ceased? The miracle. Miracle signs and wonders are for unbelievers. Christians live in the blessings of the Lord. I think now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. That's okay. That's a, are you getting what I'm saying? And so the Lord laid on my heart for the next few, 
for the next few months I'm going to teach on how to live in the blessing of the Lord and not keep limping limping from miracle to miracle <laughs> oh glory be to God let me show you this right here. The Lord in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 6. Let us see what the Lord says. And I'm going to show you. Uh, I, I didn't come prepared to teach this, but the Lord wants me to share that with you because it is, seems like nowadays people are looking for a miracle, especially a miracle of healing and not to live in divine health. Okay, let me move here. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You got it? Now, now, now I pray this. This is what the Lord told the Israelites before they went into the promised land. That's his intention. And I'm going to show you how this should be read because this is Old Testament. We have a better covenant. And when you read the New Testament, sorry, when you read the Old Testament, you have to change your verbiage sometimes because it's an old covenant, you see. Amen. It's an old covenant. It wasn't perfect, but it, it, uh, it sufficed for the time. Amen. It was ratified with the blood of animals. The Bible says here, and it came to pass that if you, notice the if, if you shall hearken diligently unto, oh, unto the voice of the Lord your God, listen, listen, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command you this day. Can anybody obey all the commandments of the Lord? No, no, no. So this is how you read it. And it shall come to pass because Jesus has hearkened diligently unto the voice of the Lord, his God, to observe and to do all God's commandments which God commanded us. That's how we read the Old Testament because nobody can keep the law but Jesus. So because Jesus has hearkened diligently and observed all can somebody say thank god for jesus, thank god for jesus. <laughs> Woo! that's why today i can sing walking in victory walking in victory <laughs> because i am in christ anybody here in christ yeah. hallelujah since stay in christ yeah. how you stay in christ is speak the word Ah, I think now we are getting somewhere. <laughs> Woo! Not the bad report. Not limping from miracle to miracle. We need to step into the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, there is a way to do that. There is a way. Oh, it's in the Bible. <laughs> hey, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. So the Bible says here quickly, and I'm, I'm going to show you this right here. Uh, so, can we read verse 1 again? It's always good reading God's word. And it shall come to pass, because Jesus has kept diligently unto the voice of the Lord, hearkened, sorry, to observe and to do all God's commandments, which... God commanded us today that the Lord your God will set you on high <laughs> above all nations of the earth. Do you believe that? You know God is the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, he will notice the word set you on high. Set. I don't have time to, to, to deliberate and to explain that, so I'll move on. And verse 2, and all this, all this what? Why didn't he say all these miracles? 
Oh, because he's taking them to the promised land where there is no need for a miracle. So he said all these what? Blessings. Not one blessing. Blessings. That's what's in the land flowing with milk and honey. That's what's in the place of rest. That is what's in the promised land. That's where you have peace. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. Shalom. I know the, the, the amen is not plenty today. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm coming against religion. So I'm going to share with you what the Lord shared with me. Some people we haven't we haven't understand that the church we've been taught to limp from miracle to miracle. I'm here to encourage us to move from that to the blessing, living in the blessings of the Lord. It continues here, it continues, it continues. He says. All these blessings shall come on you and what? Overtake you. If thou shall. No, no, no. Because Jesus has hearkened unto the voice of the Lord, his God. That's why this blessing is not me. It's not you. It's not our faith. It is the faith of the son of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Paul said it. He said, oh, glory be to God. He said in Galatians 2.20, 2.20, he said, oh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the faith that I now live, I live by the life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave him the life I lived. How do I live it? By the faith of the son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. <laughs> so it is, it is because Jesus has hearkened and obeyed diligently. I think Matthew tells us he fulfilled the law and the prophets. He did what? The law and the prophets. That's what he did. He fulfilled everything. So you and I can walk in victory. Walk in victory. Walk in victory. Got my joy back. Walk in victory. Walk in victory. Walk. In. Got my strength. Got my. Seems like strength nowadays. It's the strength from us has been sucked out somewhere. Somehow there is a leak. There is a leak somewhere. But the devil is a liar. I came this morning to patch that leak. Patch that leak. The devil is a liar. And I, as the old folk says, and all his grandchildren. I came to patch that lick. And he said, the Lord sent me to patch that lick. Yeah, I should name that someone patch that lick. It says here in verse 3, verse 3. Blessed shall you be. No, 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 the shalt. No, no, no. You see, shalt, you don't have the benefit of the King James. That's why I like the King James. It is I italicized because shalt is not there. <laughs> oh, God is a present. Bless you be in the city. Men put shall. God just put present tense. That you, you don't have the benefit. Shalt is italicized. And King James italicized shalt to, to show us that they did. They, men decided to put that in there. It is not in the manuscripts, the original manuscripts. 
Amen. Because they are not in the promised land as yet. They thought they would put shall. But as far as God is concerned, they're in the promised land. God is a present tense God. As far as God is concerned, he had brought them there already. So it reads, bless. Bless. Thou in the city. B is not there either. You know this B is italicized. Since, I mean, let's go through the Bible. Can we go through the Bible? Okay, are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says, you're blessed thou in the city. Men put shall be. It reads, and blessed thou in the field. Shall and be is not there, so I don't read it. It continues in verse 4. Blessed the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle the increase of your kin and the flocks of your sheep blessed your baskets and your store nothing shall be blessed because it is a done deal it is finished whether it's in the past God sees the past the future and the current as one so that's how he speaks you see when people from heaven speak they <laughs> they mesmerized us. People from heaven when they speak. When angel came, when angel Gabriel came to, to Mary, he said, Hail! In Luke chapter 1. Thou art highly favored. The Bible said when Mary had hail, how she was troubled. Good. The Bible, the angel said, You are highly favored. She was troubled because religion has taught us we are wretches. We are no good. If Gabriel, if Gabriel had said, you wretched sinner, she would say, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. That's the Lord. <laughs> you, see, you see what? You see a number religion has done on us? They have taught us that God thinks that we are wretched. Yes. Sinners. And so that is why <laughs> that is why when the angel told uh, uh, Mary hell Mary thou art highly favored she was troubled that's how people from heaven speak when people from heaven speak it's always good news they see you as God they address you as God sees you isn't that a blessing they see you as God sees you so the Bible says is that in the Bible or, or not let me say that again. Is that in the Bible or not? Okay, let's continue here. The Bible says, Blessed thou when you come in and blessed you when you go out. Isn't that a blessing? Not shall be. Blessed you come in. Blessed you go out. Because why? Because Jesus hearkened and diligently obeyed what God did. Blessed not limping from one miracle to another. Let me show you right here. Matthew chapter, let's look at a text. Can you look at John chapter 4 verse 48 quickly? John chapter 4 verse 48. And sometimes since, you know, I, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I grew up Pentecostal. And it doesn't matter what we saw in the Bible, we choose to believe what we want. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I had to reread and read some of the things I see because of the way I was brought up. Because we Pentecostals, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. We believe what we want. Yeah. John 4, 48. This is what Jesus said. Then Jesus said unto them, except you see signs. 
and wonders, you will not believe. Yeah, he said, except you see what? That's what Jesus said. Except you see signs and wonders, you'll not believe. So Jesus used signs and wonders as a bell to attract people. Then he preached the word. Signs and wonders don't get you saved. Jesus told the men who died, the rich men. Uh, Abraham told him, you remember in Luke 16. He said to him, why don't you, why don't you send an angel? He said, I need you to divinely intervene in the natural realm. Send an angel because that's what, when an angel appears, that's unusual. That's a miracle. He said, I have five brothers. I needed you to send an angel mm -hmm. and tell them, do not come who I am. What did, what did the angel, what did Abraham say to him? Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the word of God. They got preachers and God's word. If God's word cannot do it, a miracle can do it. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? If God's word cannot do it, a miracle cannot what? I'm here to tell you, let us stop limping from miracle to what you, do you know what that does? When you move from miracle to miracle, what you do is there is somebody who think they have all the power of God. Let me say that again. They have all the power of God. And then you got to go to them to get healed. I know. I'm <laughs> God did give, God did give gifts. He did in Corinthians. He did give them gifts of, you know, healings and miracles. But it's even better to walk in the blessings of God. Jesus came so we can walk in the blessings of God. We see in the Old Testament, miracles stopped. God's will for you is not to live from miracle to miracle. God's will for you and for me is to live in the blessings of God. Now, sometimes you need a miracle to start. You need something to jump start you. Let me say that again. A miracle, what it does, it jumpstarts your faith. Amen. It gets you encouraged. It gets you in line. So, so if you experience one, and I'm telling you that, brothers and sisters, because during that time, you need to know you can live in the blessings of God. Amen. You can live in the what? In the blessings of God. You don't have to limp from miracle to miracle. You don't have to what? Limp from miracle to miracle. The Bible tells you that miracles are for unbelievers. What does the Bible say? Miracles are for unbelievers. And when they believe, there is no more need for miracle. Because they can walk in the blessings of God. That is why in heaven, there will be no miracles in heaven. Because you will be living in the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. In heaven, there will be what? No miracles in heaven. Because you will be living in the blessings of God. In the presence of God. That's why there is no miracles in heaven. There will be no need for miracles in heaven. What you'll be experiencing in heaven is the perfect health. And what, what did Jesus pray? Jesus prayed in Matthew 6 verse 10. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is what? That's what he preached. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I'm here, I came here this morning, I was sitting in the office and, and the Lord began ministering to me because after speaking with numerous people, numerous pastors, numerous, numerous folks calling, uh, wondering what's going on. Saints, I want to share this with you. God looks on my heart. God looks on your heart. Nobody can see the heart. Nobody can see the human heart. 
but God. Nobody can see motive, but God. What we can see is the fruit. Are you with me? I had somebody called and so concerned because uh, uh, because uh, 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 someone who's spiritually mature seemed to be falling apart under these circumstances. And I took them to Luke chapter 1. Because you see, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, I was going through some challenges and, and God said to me, there is nothing new under the sun. If it's happening here, it has happened in the Bible. And so God took me to Zacharias. You remember Zacharias? The Bible said Zacharias was chosen by God. He was the priestly division was divided into 24 quarters and his turn to serve in the Holy of Holies. Where was he serving? In the Holy of Holies. This is a man chosen by God serving in the holy of holies this is a man who's praying every day for a child this is a man whom today we would call a reverend doctor let me say it again let me say it again this is a man in today we would call a whom a reverend doctor who's supposed to be full of faith every day serving in church it's in the bible let's read it some can you go to Luke chapter let's go to Luke chapter one if you think i'm joking let us look at it quickly. Luke chapter 1. And I'm saying this right here because I need to make a point here. Luke 1 what? Luke chapter 1. I think it. Uh, about verse, verse 9, 10. Before he come to. La and when Zacharias saw. Thank you so much. Can you go back. Can you go up to verse 9 or 10. Let's, it gives us a little history about Zacharias. It gives us a mystery about him. Verse 8. Verse 8. And it came to pass that while, verse, verse 7. Um, I'm, I'm sharing this with you because, as I said, I got a call from a few people that some folks that who they thought were spiritually mature seem to be unraveling. And I want to show you, we are not criticizing. I'm saying God looks on the heart. I'm going to show you the problem has been with us a long time ago. It's not something that's happening now. It says here, Zachariah and Elizabeth had no children. Can you go back to verse 6? Verse 5. <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I need to give you the history of the man of God because what we see on the outside is not what we, that's on the inside. Let me share that with you. Are you with me? What we see on the outside is most times not what's on the inside. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest. He was a what? He was a priest chosen by God to serve in the holy of where? Holies. This is what the Bible says about him. Zacharias, he was of the course of Abiathar. Abiah, sorry. And his, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. Can you go to verse 6? They were both what? Woo! righteous before God walking in all the commandments and ordinances of Lord of the they were what? blameless blameless a reverend doctor I'm making a point here are you with me? years ago God brought that to my attention can you go to verse 7 and they both had no children because that Elizabeth was barren and they both were not, were now well stricken in years. So this is the situation. The man, 
is serving God in the Holy of Holies. But what, what is dominating his mind is not the word of God. His situation is dominating his mind. I, I, his, his circumstances, his experience is dominating his mind. That is when God said to me, you need to start memorizing the Bible. That's when he took me there. You hear me? You hear me very carefully. He's focusing on how sterile she is. How sterile he is. And not on all things are possible with God. Luke 137. A, 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 a New Testament rendering is for God's word. Anyhow, let me continue. I just look at the time. Thank you so much. Can you go back to verse 7? I need to make a point here. Blameless. Verse 7 reads, And they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they both were now stricken in years. That's what's in his mind. He's in the Holy of Holies. Serving God. A preacher. Verse 8. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, it was his turn, it was his turn to go in the Holy of Holies and light the candle and to change the showbread. Amen. Can you yeah, according to the custom of the priest, his lot was right here to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. He had to change the incense. The incense represents anybody knows what the incense represents? It represents prayer, a sweet smelling savor. So the incense was continually burning in the Holy of Holies, which means that we should continually be in always praying God's word, not your opinion. Praying God's word, not begging. The Bible says we should come boldly in the presence of the Lord. Are you with me, saints? Okay, let's continue. Can you go to verse 10? Verse 10 says, And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of the incense. Because that's what the incense represent. Prayer. So they were out there praying. Uh-huh. Can you go to verse 11? And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. God sent an angel to the man of God. Let's hear what the angel said. And Zechariah, when Zechariah saw him, he was, he was what? Trouble. trouble. That's what heavenly beings do. When they appear and when they speak, they trouble us earthlings. <laughs> they trouble us earthlings. Amen. The glory of God shines around them. So, and when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Good. Verse 13. I got to rush quickly. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer is what? The man has been praying with his wife at the house or a baby. But in church, his mind is on how sterile she is. How sterile he is. And your wife, Elizabeth, shall bear you a son. And you shall call his name what? John. John. How many of you at that time you would you would break out in a shout glory? Thank you, Jesus. I know God would do it. I know God is worthy. Thank you, Master. How many of you would do that at, at that time? That seems to be the appropriate response. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you. I know you're worthy. Oh, you are faithful. But not the preacher. And the angel went to tell him, 
How did we get to verse 14? So quickly. Okay. His name is John. Can you get to where he responded? The angel is telling him something. Can you get to where Zacharias responds? That's what I want to show you. 18? Let's see where Zacharias responds. Verse 18. And Zacharias said unto the angel, listen, whereby shall I know this? What's coming out of his mouth is what's dominating his heart. For I am an old man. That's what he's thinking. I'm sterile. And my wife is sterile as well. For years we've been sterile. What are you talking about? And the angel lost his cool. Because the angel is in the presence of God. The man has been praying for years. But doubting. You, you, that's why I said you do not know people's hearts. So when you see people unravel. You don't have the benefit of looking at their heart. Or being with them at the house when they binge on CNN, MSNBC, Fox. Let, let, me, let, let me share this with you. It doesn't matter how strong your faith is. It doesn't matter how strong your prayer life is. You will sink like lead if you binge on CNN, MSNBC and Fox. Let me say it. You will, your faith will sink like lead. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter how strong you are in your faith. Because you violated the law. The law says to guard your heart. You got to keep your eyes looking. Proverbs chapter 4. From your heart flows what? The issues of life. And then it tells you how to guard your heart. Guard your heart. Can you go to Proverbs 4, 20, 23, 24 around there? Yeah, you, you got it? Proverbs chapter 4, I think it's verse 20, 21. Yeah, can you go to verse 21? 21, let them not, sorry, I'm in 23. My son, 23, keep your heart. That's the good, yeah, keep God your heart with all diligence. How? With all, not sloppily. If you're watching everything, you're being sloppy. If you're listening to everything, you're being sloppy. Uh, for out of it are the issues of life. Can you go to verse 24? It tells us now how to guard our hearts. Put away from you a forward mouth. Speak the word only. Can you go to verse 25? Let your eyes look right on. And let your eyelids look straight before you. In other words, look at God's word and nothing else. Because if you do, your faith will be overthrown and you'll sink like lead. That's what happened to Zacharias. Zacharias was praying. Can you imagine? You all hands with your wife and pray. God, I thank you for a child. We've been believing you for years. And then you leave the house thinking, man, I'm sterile. She's sterile. I'm just, I'm just going up there to do that for the Lord so I can come back home. Just gave up. You know, church becomes just a place you go. It becomes monotonous. You know, no life in church now. I just come. Well, it's just a place to go. I don't want to. The Lord says to not forsake the gathering. So I don't want to forsake the gathering. But no life. Because your situations now has sucked out, sucked out the strength from you. I came here to patch the leak. 
Yeah, part of the leak. Can you go back to verse Zechariah? Let me show you right here. Zechariah. Luke chapter 1. His response. The way he was responding. I'll bring it to a close. It, it, was it 18? And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife well strictly in years. You mean that's the best you can come up with? An angel appeared to you. An angel appeared to you and tell you your prayers were heard. And the best you could come up with is I'm sterile and my wife is sterile. A preacher serving in the holy of holies. The best you can come up with is doubt. And the angel lost his school and said, I'm Gabriel. That in the presence of God, he said, I stand in the presence of God. He said, I know what power is. He said, bro, I've seen power. I stand in the presence of power. What are you talking about? Gabriel tell him, dude, I thought you had it going on. You dress like you got it going on. You show up like you have it going on. Like most of us. But, but, let me move on. Let me move on here because some of you are. <laughs> dude, you got a robe. And I'm sent to speak unto you. And to show you this great. I have good news for you. And all you can come up with is doubt. I got good news. Let's see what the angel said unto him. Verse 20. And behold now thou shalt be what? Dumb. That's a law. People want to speak and say what they want. But that's a law. If you want to get to the promised land. And experience peace. And experience the life of blessing. You got to cooperate with the law. And the law is death and life. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life lies in the power of the tongue. You know, I've never seen Christians so careless. You see, you see, we are not careless with the laws of the land. Nobody sees 65 and said, well, well, I'm going to drive 70, 75 and let's see what happens. And somebody said to them, no, you know, I'm just going to see. So I cannot drive 75 then. <laughs> yes, you can. But there are circumstances. So you tell the same Christians, be careful the way you speak. Because there is a law. So I cannot speak the way I want then. Go ahead. No wonder you've been in the wilderness so long. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that this thing shall be. The angel said, I'm going to take your voice from you. Because you'll mess up that good thing with, which God has. Not only for you, but for the, hu for the human race. God had you and I in mind when he shut down Zacharias. Because John the Baptist had to go ahead of Jesus and prepare the way. So God was looking out for humanity. Can somebody say thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. I want you to be very careful what you say in this season. What you look at in this season. Where you go in this season. Since I preached a message I did not prepare. My sermon is here. I haven't touched it. I was about to come out. God said this is what I need you to talk about. I need my children to stop living. Stop limping from miracle to miracle. In heaven is blessings. Jesus said. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there is no miracle. Nobody limps from miracle to miracle. Everybody lives in blessings. That's God's will for us. For the next few Sundays I'm going to zoom in that. Because the church we have been taught. 
miracles. Let's get into blessings. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.